Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. My name is Prophetess Lou. I hope you all are having a blessed day. Um, let's get started with a word of prayer, then we get on with our, our, our devotional. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for taking care of us. Father God, we thank you for allowing us to see another day, Father God. Father God, we ask you today, Father God, to be with us, Father God. Help us to be what you called us to be. Help us to walk out our call, or your calling for our life. Help us to work, walk out your will for our life. Father God, as we do this, Father God, Give us uh, the right words to say to people. Give us the uh, help us not to say everything that comes to our mind. Help us to filter out the things that we shouldn't say. Father God, we ask you today to bless this devotional. Father God, bless the ones that are hearing it. And bless the ones that are reading it, Father God. And we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Sorry, I went a little overboard on time with the prayer. But the verse of the day is Psalm 65 and 4. Blessed is the one who choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. Subject, we choose to dwell near God. Affirmation. I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it. I'm healed. I am free. I'm dwelling in your courts. I'm satisfied. We oftentimes look at our lives in one way, and that, that single way is the way we desire it to go. They used to say to be married before 25 and have children before 30 and get a house with a white picket fence. And that's how we view our life, right? This is what they what we need to make sure we had the that life we are we were supposed to have, right? God has each of our each of our lives planned out in a certain way. We can sit here and say, I don't want that, or say, I wish it could go this way. But honestly, the way he has our life mapped out, it has to go. Ezekiel did everything right in his life, but when he got sick, he was bitter. He said it in the word. He was bitter, and the reason why he was bitter is because in our mind, we feel if I did every everything God wanted, why is this happening to me? So we take a take minutes and minutes trying to pick apart our life, trying to figure out why did he allow this to happen? Why did sickness come? Why did hurt come? Sometimes this happens because he wants to draw us closer to him, to draw our prayer life back into a stronger one. We can't allow sickness and other situations to pull us away. We shouldn't take these moments. And, we should take these moments and grow closer to him. Psalm 65 and 4 says, Blessed is the one who choose and bring near to dwell in the courts. We we shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. It says here, blessed are those who choose to bring near and to dwell in your courts. We can spend time anywhere doing anything. We can talk to anyone about our woes and sorrows. But the verse today is saying, blessed are those who choose me and dwell with me. God bless anyone who chooses to be with him instead of everything else. That's amazing to hear. Because we choose God we will be blessed because we choose him over everything. He will touch our lives with good things. Psalm 73 and 28 says, but for me, it's good to be near God. I have made the Lord my God, my refuge, and that I may tell of all your words. It is always a great feeling when we spend time with God and we decide he's going to be our refuge. We all need someone to run and feel comfort with, and God should be that be that for us. A lot of times we have family that will turn their backs. Friends can't be found, but God will always be in our lives. He will always be a refuge if we allow him to be when sickness come and even pain of our life. Remember that whatever God placed you in is for a reason. 
Wherever sickness that has come over your body, don't blame God. Ask him, why has this place was placed on me? And if God is your refuge and you enjoy drawing to him, you will know that he's going to see you through your problems. Second Kings 5 and 7 says, as soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See, how is he trying to pick a quarrel with me? The king sent his servant Naaman to, to be cured by Elisha. He, sent, he, he even went as far as sending this letter to him, saying to cure him. And Elisha was so upset because he said, I'm not God. Elisha, as powerful as he, he, he was, he knew his power and authority didn't come by his own. It came from God. He said, I couldn't kill and bring back to life. Why is this? Why is he send this man to be cured by me? He was bewildered because Elisha understood that God is the only one who can do all these things, not a man. We run to the doctors, to these specialists, but we must always go to God before anything to ask him to cure us of all of the things that we are dealing with. Man can only do a limit of things, but God is unlimited. God is the cure to whatever you're dealing with. Don't place your circumstances in man, but only in God. Today, the Holy Spirit says to, to speak to God about your heart matters and what you're dealing with. Don't allow things and doctors and such to tell you what your outcome is going to be. They can't cure you like he can. They don't know you as the creator does. He knows how many hairs we have on our head. He knows our future. We keep running to every specialist, but what about the specialist named God? God is all knowing. Go to someone who you know that knows you, which is the creator, your guide. Prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for always caring about every aspect of our lives. Father, we don't know how this day is going to be. We don't know how we end, but we are so grateful. We thank you for loving us and always being there. Father, you're so, so, thank you so much. You're, you mean more to any, more, you mean more to us than anyone in this world. Lord, we are so happy for the mercy you have shown us. Lord, we ask you today to give us victory over our faults and over our shortcomings. Touch the ones that are in so much pain. They can't say nothing but Jesus. Father, touch the ones that are looking for someone to love. Let them know you love them. Let them know that you care about them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So today is we choose to dwell with God. We can be true. We can do whatever we want at any given time. There's so much to do nowadays. We, You can go outside. You can swim. You can go kayaking. You can go on cruise. You can go shopping. You can play video games. You can go to a bookstore. You can go to Walmart. You can drive. You can, you can do whatever you want. The list go on. But when we choose to dwell in God's presence, we are choosing the right thing. Now, don't get me wrong. The Lord knows we have to go to work. We have to go to school. We, we have other things we have to do. and We can't just sit there. But when we make the conscious effort of saying, I choose you, God. I could be sleeping in, but I choose to get up and pray to you. I could be playing my video game, but I choose to do this. I could be going on a two-day cruise, but I decide to stay home and do a two-day fast and pray to you and worship you. We have to choose who we will spend our time with. And we must spend it with God. And a lot of times situations happen and we're like, why did this happen? Why did he let this happen to me of all people? Why, why not you? 
I've had sickness come over my body and last for months at a time. I one time had an issue where my my sight went out in one of my eyes. They didn't know what was wrong with me. And I was deeply, I mean, I am now, but I was I was deeply in the Lord. I was praying all the time, meditating, fasting, everything, you name it. I was doing, I was, I was there, man. Like if, if it was a level 15 for like godliness, which I'm not measuring, but I'm just trying to show you, I was there. And I was surprised when I woke up one morning and couldn't see out of my eye. I prayed and I thought maybe this is, you know, maybe I got something in my eye. So I wrenched it out. No, my sight had went out. And when I went to the doctor, they, they said they didn't know why my sight and my eye went out. I, I went months, not two, three months. I went about half a year with no sight. And I cried out every day. And it, it didn't, prayer, I didn't slack off on prayer. If anything, it made me pray more. It made me uh, humble myself more. It made me read the word more. It made me connect with more. It made me draw near to him more because I was trying to figure out what did I do? And all my dwelling and knowing, I didn't do anything wrong. It was just something that happened. And sometime in life, some things happen to draw us near. Some things just happen because it happens. God didn't say this life is going to be easy. God didn't say, well, once you become a Christian, sickness will run away from you. No, we just know who our healer is. Now, I'm not saying don't go to, to, to the doctor. I'm not saying don't go to your specialist. But what I'm saying is don't make this your be-all. Don't let that, that specialist be, oh, I have a specialist I can go to. I, I have a, a sore throat. I'm going to my specialist. Or this happened. I'm going to my No. Go to the the specialist, which is God. Draw near to him. And the whole time I was going through, I drew near to him. They gave me medicine, but I didn't depend on the medicine. I took it, but I didn't depend on the medicine because I knew God was going to heal me. I knew it. Anytime someone felt sorry for me, I'm like, don't feel sorry for me because I know God got me. I know he's going to heal me. And they gave me these steroid shots to put in my eye. I was putting them in my eye faithfully. And one morning I got through praying and I got up and I reached for my medicine. And he said, don't put that in your eye. Just as plain as day. I said, I said why not? I had my, my that particular eye closed. And he said, he said, don't. So I went on about my day, washed my face. And I noticed it was clear. Everything wasn't foggy because in my eyes, it looked like someone had white Vaseline on that eye. I couldn't see. And so I noticed that it wasn't that look in my eye. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe I, you know, maybe, you know, I didn't think of it. I didn't think that he could have healed me. And it didn't dawn on me because I was going on about my day. So I got up to, to read something and I noticed I could read out of both eyes. It was like my vision was so strong. I took my, my glasses off because I still had to wear glasses. I couldn't wear contacts. And I took the Bible. I think it was the Bible. If not, let's just say it was a piece of paper because I don't want to lie. And I looked at it. I said, I, I can see. And I took off my glasses. I said, I, I can see. And I started screaming and shouting and crying and jumping up and down because I knew my God healed me. And I knew it wasn't the steroids. I knew it wasn't the pills. And I knew it was the prayers that was set up for me. And I knew God had shined his light on me. He healed me. He healed me from all the pain. And I could see, I could see outside. I could see the clouds. I could see the trees. All because he loved me. 
and I drew near to him. I didn't turn my back away and say, why did you let this happen? I didn't turn my back. And a lot of people, when sickness comes, they turn their back on him and they get angry with him. Why? Because I tell you this much, if it wasn't for him, I'd still be blind. And I realized something. That all the medicine in the world, I had went to the best eye doctors here in town. And they did nothing for me. Because they couldn't even figure out why I was blind. They actually was writing papers to give me documents to say I was blind. But he healed me. He showed mercy and grace because I dwelled in his presence. His presence is such an amazing thing where you can just dwell. And sometimes don't even go and ask for something. Just sit and just be quiet. Take a deep breath and allow his presence to fall on you. And you feel him. And you hear him. And I love him for that. Not just for healing me, but allowing me to dwell in his presence. Jesus loves you, and he wants you to dwell in the presence of him. Let's look at some Bible verses. I'm sorry for crying, but man, and that was a, it was a trying time. I remember going to my mom, and I, I said, Mom, I said, they're going to consider me blind. She looked at me, and she said, Lou, go in your prayer closet. You pray. You don't have to accept this. Just pray. And I knew he was going to heal me. But just to know that I was on that road to be declared blind. But he seemed fit to say, no, not my daughter. I'm going to heal her. And he healed me. So grateful for that. So grateful. Okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> that gets me every time. That, that does every time. Okay. Um, if you have your Bibles, go to Psalms 23 and 6. 23 and 6. I'm sorry. Um, just so grateful for that. Go to Psalms 23 and 6. Some of you already know this right off top. So we're going to read it from the NIV. Psalms 23 and 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We must dwell in his presence. We always have goodness and mercy following us. Some people say it's angels. Some people say it's God's goodness and his mercy. But we're not getting into technicalities of this. We're getting into the part that says, shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. We shall dwell with God. It's such an amazing feeling when we get up in the morning. We, before we go to bed to dwell in his presence, before I go to bed at night, I take my verse that I'm meditating on. I put it in the center of bed and I meditate for 10, 15 minutes. And then if I have time afterward, I might play a video game. But I always put him first before I go to bed because I want him to know that I love him and I want to dwell in his presence. I don't care how sick I am. I don't care how tired I am. I get in that bed and I focus on him. I turn my phone on silent. Do not disturb. Whatever. And I sit there and I just dwell with him on that verse. And I meditate 
We must meditate on the Lord word day and night. Okay? Let's look at Psalms 119 and 130. Psalms 119 and 30. 130. No, Psalms 119 and 30. I'm sorry. The NLT version says, I have chosen to be faithful. I have determined to live by your regulations. NIV says, Psalms 119 and 30, I have chosen the faithful way. I have placed your ordinance before me. It says it here, I have chosen the faithful way. I, I, he, David saying, I, I don't want to do anything wrong. I, I want to choose the faithful way, the right way. I want to read my word. I want to meditate. I want to fast. I want to do everything I can to be in the faithful way. We talked about the faithful way last week. We talked about it last week. I'll try to add a, a link to that devotional where you can go read it or listen to it. But we talked about the faithful way. The faithful way is being a righteous person, living a righteous and holy life. And David said, I don't want to do all this craziness I've been up to. I want to obey you. I want to be faithful to you. It says, I have placed your ordinance before me. He's saying, wherever laws, wherever, wherever you tell me I'm, I'm supposed to do, I'm going to put it before me. These things are going to stay before me. These things I'm going to meditate on. These things are these are the things that I'm going to do regardless. In the NLT, it says, I have determined to live by your regulations. He said, I have determined to live by your regulations. I don't care what everybody else do. I don't care what Bob and accounting do. I don't care what Sally Sue do. I am living by your regulations. And wherever you have me to do, I'm going to do it because you're faithful. I want to live faithful. And if you could go to verse 31, it says, I cling to your laws, Lord. Don't let me put to shame. 32, I will pursue your commands for you. Expanded my understanding. He said, I will pursue your commands. I will pursue your commands over anything in this world, over money, over a love, over, over riches, over territory. I am going to pursue your commands. Can we say that today? That over everything else in our life, over our love life, over our careers, over our family, we're going to pursue God and his commands. Can we say we're going to do that? Some of us can't, but we need to. If we call ourselves a follower of Christ, his word says that if you love me, you obey me. So why wouldn't you chase after his commands? Why wouldn't you love your neighbor as yourself? Why, why wouldn't you? Okay, let's go to Psalms 119 and 173. It's just a couple pages over. Well, more than a couple pages, my, my bad. Yeah, it's more than a couple. It's actually three. Okay, give me a helping hand, for I have chosen to follow your commandments. Um, 173 out of the NIV says, let your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. He's saying here, give me a helping hand. I have chosen to follow your commands. I, I need help. David's saying, I need help to draw near to you. I need help to follow your commands. I need help to do what's right. I need help to follow any rules you have given me is me doing it on my own. I'm going to fall. Every time we try to do something on our own, if we're trying to be kind, if we're trying to get rid of a secret sin, if we're trying to give up sins, we can't do it. We have to bring it before God. And David said, give me a helping hand. I can't do this, but you can. So help me so that I have chosen, because I have chosen to follow your commands because I have chosen to follow your commands. Can't you help me? And he does. All we have to do is listen. All we have to do is surrender, you know. But once again, we have to make that choice. We have to make that choice whether we want to dwell in his presence. Jesus, he, he, he departed 
from the disciples or departed from large groups sometimes. He went out and he prayed. He had uh, moments where he would just go and, and be in his presence. He knew the meaning of praying. And what people don't understand is that prayer is a powerful tool when we use it. When we use it, we have to stop playing these games that we, we think we got our life under control when we don't. Some of our lives are spinning out of control because we refuse to pray. Either it's out of pride or maybe it's not enough time. But if you have time to pick up your phone, you have time to text and gossip. You have time to schedule these play dates. You have time to schedule a cruise. You have time to schedule different eat outs and restaurants and, and time with your kids. You have time for God. We have to learn to prioritize to be able to draw near to God. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying today. Draw near to me. And I will draw near to you. The sickness that you're dealing with, pray to me. I can heal you. The thoughts that you're having, I can take them away. The depression, the anxiety, I can heal you if you draw near to me. I can heal you if you pray to me. But we keep saying, well, he knows. He knows. Yes, he does. Then why don't you pray? If you still see no, no point in praying. If you still feel like it's pointless to, to cry out to God, you must have had a real situation to happen. Because every situation that I've had that's been major in my life, and I go on, I dwell in his presence every day, but when I really go and I cry out and I let him know this thing is bothering me, this thing is, 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 is have his grips on me. I used to have a quick temper and it took a while for him to help me get past this because it was me not letting go. Cause I felt like if I let go of this temper that I have and this anger I have at someone, they won. But now when, when people do things that make me mad, I take in a deep breath, I say under my breath, Jesus. And I think about his goodness and I think about his mercy. And I don't hold on to it because I want to do better. In order to get better, in order to do better, in order to be able to relieve yourselves, get relief from these sins, these habitual sins, these pains, anxiety, depression, you must go to the specialist and tell them what you're, what's going on. If you can spend an hour on someone's couch telling them how you felt, you can go to a doctor and spend 30, 40 minutes telling a doctor what's wrong with you. Why can't you go to your father? Because he's waiting. He's waiting for us to dwell. And even if you don't need anything, just go in his presence and dwell. Let's look at this one verse that's in this devotional that I wanted to take time to, 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 to go over. Second Kings 5 and 7. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robe and, and said, Am I God? Can I, can I kill and bring back to, to, to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of the leprosy? So how is he trying to pick a quarrel with me? See, Elisha knew how powerful he was. 
And a lot of us, we depend on different prophets and pastors to pray for us, to cure us. Because, oh, they, they have a stronger lifeline. They, they have a stronger connection with God. Yeah, they do because they dwell. But you need to be the one that go yourself. You need to be the one that says, okay, I'm going to have someone to help pray. But I'm going to go myself. We depend on people to do what we can do. We depend on people to help fight our battles when we can do it. But we don't want to spend time with God. We don't want to ask because we know that our connection haven't been the best. So we ask someone that, that has a hard, strong connection. I'm not saying that they, God won't answer them, but we need to go ourselves. He's asking today, dwell with me. He's asking for us today to put aside whatever you're feeling and come to him. Naaman knew he could get healed. He knew it. He knew. But do you know that you can pray to God yourself and you can get healing? Do you know that he loves you just as much as he loved the person you just went to? Do you know that when, when you speak, his ears lowers down to heaven to hear you speak? That right there makes me so happy to know that he's happy to hear from me. He's happy when I dwell in his presence. So today, if you have a problem with dwelling in his presence, get alone. And tell him, I have a problem dwelling in your presence because I don't have time. I have a problem dwelling in your presence because I can't seem to get past my own thoughts about you. And he will help you because he loves you. I pray you all have a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you. And I love you too. And remember to dwell in his presence. Have a blessed day.